Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. It's a sad day today. We're observing Dr. Bill's rest in peace, and it's not Dr. Bill's retiring. Bill passed away in his sleep on January 20th of this year. As a surprise to all of us. Um, Bill was not in bad health. We don't understand. Seems like it might be a heart attack. Um, he was born... In 1959, I won't give you the exact date because Bill wouldn't appreciate me giving any details, you know. So um, I've got Robert here. Welcome, Robert. Thanks for joining me, our executive producer. (laughs) Hollywood, Robert Anthony. How's the, uh, you know, so uh, how's it going down there? Uh, It's good, good. It's hot, you know, but it is sad, of course, uh, mourning the passing of Dr. Bill. I'm a little shocked, I think, as everyone was. Didn't really seem like anything was wrong with him. So, yeah, it was uh, uh, a little unhappy. I've got some observations on Bill that I kind of jotted down during the week. And uh, I wanted to talk about him. We're going to shy away. People will, everyone that I that's around me like at work and things is um they're obviously surprised they enjoyed a lot of the comments uh, you know that i get oh he talks too much and he never lets you talk and bill was bill was a very important part of this project so i know in the beginning i started talking about oh i can do it on my own you know and you said okay um record yourself for an hour doing a show and let me know how it sounds and it sounded like shit. So I said, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm going to need to have some help. <laughs> so I've got, we've re- we've rounded up some people. We're going to, I mean, we're not stopping. I know we discussed, are we going to still do this? And uh, yeah, we're going to still continue doing it. And um, I know you and I are going to talk about simulation theory. We're going to reserve that for us at some point in the future. All right. And, um, you know, but I just want to say a few things about Bill. I grew up with Bill. I've known Bill since... The second grade, that's 57 years. We met, our families um, kind of hung out together. When I say hung out, it was my single dad and his single mom and um, uh, some others around. We had a, They had a house up in good old Castro Valley that we know and love. And uh, when I say hung out, I mean they got shit-faced. And then we went into the backyard. Castro Valley was a... Um, a small community and it when it started it was just a bunch of chick i don't know if you knew you probably knew this it was chicken yeah. ranches all over the place <laughs> yeah. so they had a big chicken coop in the back of these folks had chicken coop in the back of their house so they would unleash us to go and it was gigantic i mean they didn't have any chickens they just had they bought a house with a chicken coop on the property so bill's uh bill's mom um, insisted that he and his sister Charlotte call my dad Mr. Anthony, which I thought was interesting. And we used to tease his sister. Merc- I used to tease his sister just mercilessly. I mean, she hated us. <laughs> <laughs> and when she called, and when her, her, when her, uh, when Charlotte's daughter, I called Charlotte's daughter when I got the news because um, I had the information. And um, she called her mom which is Bill's sister, and all Bill's mom said was, uh, Bill's sister said was, he's a brat. He had to go first. <laughs> Bill was a brat and and a little bit quirky, as we know. And, and, and 
but I was too. We, you know, we were a lot alike and made his brothers for 57 years. We had, yeah. we had, we had a lot of adventures growing up together. Many, I can't tell publicly though. So there's a few, um, during a hard rainstorm, we went to the local golf course and slid around on the flooded greens with our bicycles and we were just having fun. We weren't doing it to ruin the greens. We just were sliding around and we, uh, the rangers showed up. <laughs> oh, no. Did you guys get in trouble? We wrote, oh, yeah. We had to go to court. My, oh, my God. And we had to pay a fine and restitution because we ruined the greens. Oh, wow. I bet your dad was thrilled with that. He was thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> he was very thrilled. Yeah, you didn't know my dad, but, yeah, we'll be talking about him a little later, too. <laughs> so... Um, he, Bill worked for me on various, I don't know if you knew this, Bill worked for me in various places I managed while he was in school. So it kind of supported his, um, he worked for me part-time doing the different jobs. Um, we were together during the Challenger disaster down and we were working together in San Leandro. And uh, it was sad, you know, but I remember who I was, we were there together. It was just us two in the little, it was a little warehouse and a distributor that we worked for. Bill was not a very good employee. <laughs> Sometimes. He seemed to make a lot of mistakes, and I would yell at him for it in my early manager days. Because, <laughs> you know, I was a yeller when I was younger. and I uh, <laughs> Yet I would always keep him. I would never hesitate to hire him. I would always have. I liked having my friend there with me. And he did a good, you know, he's just he was a little sloppy at times, but he was a good, he was good and reliable. And I appreciated that. We want Bill and I once worked at his as um, mom's one of the places she worked was a uh, we were entering heat numbers for nuclear reactor fuel rod grids. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope that turned out okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. Bill had to be there because I couldn't figure out how to boot up the computer because it was like one of those C comma backslash you know back in the, you yeah that was before. Even way before your that's DOS. This is DOS. That's, that's what Deb says because that's a DOS thing. <laughs> I yeah. Go, yeah. Bill would always have to open my combination lock when I first got into PE in junior high too. I couldn't figure out how that plus by zero thing with the combination thing. I could never figure it out. To this day, well, to not to this day, Bill said he was helping me with things. <laughs> <laughs> he was helping me with. You know, getting. I still don't have the. I've I've got the. I've got the. Uh, I've got. I'm still. To, I have to figure out the layering on OBS to get the illustration on the, because uh, he figured that out. And so I'm, I got to work with. There's a couple things I got to work with to get. <laughs> that Bill left before he showed me how to do. <laughs> oh no. No, it's easy. It's easy. I'll have to figure it out. I'll Google it. Um, Bill was not very athletic. I don't know if you knew that. He's, he's pretty skinny, though, for a non-athlete. Yeah, yeah, he was in good shape. And that was one of the things that surprised us when he left, is that we left. When that he, out of the group of us, he was in good shape, didn't drink. And the other thing is he doesn't drink. Never drank. Or he did, but I mean, every once in a while you have a beer, but, you know, nothing serious. Yeah. But Bill was always up for a challenge. Bill, uh, I was a motor, as you know, I was a motorcycle rider when I was younger. And um, 
Bill thought he needed a motorcycle also, so he bought a Kawasaki Z1900, a 1975 to start with, which is a great starter bike. Uh, not. Seems a, little big. <laughs> Seems a little big to start on. I offered to help teach him to ride, but uh, he didn't want to ride bitch. Insisted <laughs> on trying it himself. <laughs> so he lived on a hill up in Castro Valley. And he uh, lived on sales, so he shoved off and rode toward the bottom of the hill, and I was trailing him, and he got to the bottom, and he slowed down okay. So I go, I felt better. He got it He got it woed down without pressing the front brake first and things. Uh-huh. And uh, he didn't lean into the corner. He kind of just turned the uh, – he was going rather slow, but he went to turn, and he just turned the, the bars instead of leaning and turning. And uh, he um, – Crashed into a VW bug, tearing the antenna off and crashing the bike. <laughs> and I sat there laughing hysterically because it looked so funny. It was like this slow motion <laughs> incident <laughs> as he rolled off this VW. The antenna's hanging there. You know, he's all skinned up and I'm laughing. Oh, y'all, of course, I'm between crying and laughing. I'm asking him if he's okay. <laughs> I can break anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine. He later sold that bike to me. It was a it was a pretty awesome bike. Um, but I had, rode it to work one day, and it um, I let some guy ride it. That he kept badgering me to to ride it, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, go ahead, go take it for a ride. Don't kill yourself. And I uh, brought it back. So I went to leave. I worked a little later, and it was dark, and it didn't start. He, I swear to this day, I think he did something to it. And really? so I left it. The manager there said that, or the DM said, the district manager said, you know, you can put it in the, it was Friday. It was a Friday. So I said, you can put it in the warehouse, you know? And I said, no, I'm going to, I don't want it stuck in here all weekend. I want to pick it up and get it running. So um, I had a hard time, I had a hard time riding it in, initially anyway, because your mom uh, broke my pinky finger. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> how'd she do that <laughs> she had picked me up for work one day and she um you were in the back seat we were tell horrifying stories mother <laughs> this will be the only one and then uh she kept turning the uh she kept turning the radio up loud and i kept turning it down and finally I took the knobs, I turned it down, took the knobs off the radio and threw them out the window and she grabbed my pinky and snapped, just snapped it. Bah. <laughs> Damn. I wasn't planning on telling that story, kind of off the the Dr. Bill track, but I, it related to that bike because I had a real hard time shifting it because I couldn't, I finally had to have a cast on it later. Anyway, so we left it at work. She picked me up. Middle of the night, I get a phone call. Well, I guess... The bike got set on fire at the, at the warehouse. Why would they set the bike on fire? Why would I don't, they do that? I don't know. I don't know. It just set on. Somebody set the bike on fire. So Bill says, hey, the cops are here. <laughs> go, he goes, a couple things. The cops were here and the bike's on fire. <laughs> I go, They're on their way to your house now. So he promptly told, I didn't change the registration into my name. It was, I'd just gotten it. Uh-oh. And um, so they thought it was an insurance job. And it was detectives. It's weird. Back in the day, it was like they sent 
so two got two detectives show up my door. I'm ready. And they come in to sit down. They got their notepads. And I go, that bike's not even insured. <laughs> It'd be hard to do an insurance job on a bike that's not insured. So they backed up their little notepads and left. So uh, better luck next time, I say to them. You know? My little, you know, my dad was kind of a disciplinarian. Bill and I would be, I don't know, we would do that. I think we did that with you a few times. Where you go somewhere and then you take a friend to. You know, you yeah. go to a museum or go somewhere well they had this place called were you ever at frontier village did you down in san jose did you ever go there it's since been sworn down many years ago um you go to frontier village and bill bill and i who i bill would be the friend my dad and uh my mom my stepmom and then uh, my brother and he would bring a friend and so my brother's about five years younger than me and um so we go in they in um, Frontier Village had those wide uh, sidewalks, you know, that had the um, wide sidewalks of front, you know, Old West style where they were wide and wood, you know. Yeah. So we were in a gift shop and uh, my brother kept screwing around and my dad's like, hey, you didn't screw around with my dad, you know, because, you know, I always talk to, I always tell this story when I talk to pe- younger people today who have kids about corporal punishment. <laughs> so my brother kept screwing up screwing around he got a couple i will give it to my dad he gave him quite a few warnings and bill and i are like bill knew too because bill was bill wouldn't come away unscathed either if we were messing around so we knew not to screw around so we we're yeah. just shopping <laughs> very quietly and my, my brother's messing with stuff and running around things my dad didn't re- my dad was six two he had a flat top at the time and he was in good shape and uh he was a top turret gunner on a b-17 and he was a you know a master sergeant in the air force and really not used to taking any shit so he grabs my brother by the arm <laughs> and he marches him out to the middle have you heard this story no <laughs> he marches him out to the middle of this wooden sidewalk thing that's in, by this gift store and starts whipping his ass. <laughs> so he's doing he's in the middle of doing that, and this guy walks up to him and says, hey, aren't you being a little hard on the kid? And my dad stops and says, you're next. <laughs> Bill and I are just laughing hysterically at this whole thing. You know, they thought it was so funny. And he's looking at us then to go, whoa, whoa, just laughing at the situation. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we would be screwing, you know, but we limited our screwing around when, when around dad. You know, Bill built, you know, the six, it was, was it 67 Camaro? I don't know which one yeah. he had. Yeah. He built, well, no, yeah. you probably didn't see that thing, or at least not that you remember. He might have been over there because he built it up at the Castro Valley house. And the motor was bad. I mean, he, it was, he had the motor out. I mean, he did the whole motor. He, with another friend, helped him. And uh, I was not really around a lot, but I, he took me for a ride in it. And he headed up. And Bill's, you know, he's like a scholar. You know, you don't really think of Bill as the engine builder and the, things that he did and I think it's important that we that I talk about that you know he's yeah. not you know he's not a bookworm like the show might make him same not at all so he was into cars 
And he took me up Redwood Road. It was up by the high school, and there was like a set of three lights. You probably remember as you drive yeah. up Redwood. Yeah. He had that thing going. I don't know how fast he was going. I was not looking at the speedometer. I was scared to death. It was a four speed, and every time he'd shift, I get slammed back into the seat. It was crazy fast. And he ran three solid red lights going up Redwood Road. I mean, we could have been killed. This is how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but Bill was showing me what that engine could do. You know, I don't think he ever raced it or anything. He should have taken it up to uh, Fremont and saw how fast it was. I think he, ended, he obviously ended up selling it. Bill also bought a Packard. He was kind of a car guy. He bought a Packard, which is more kind of like a car that I would think Bill would buy. And uh, the Packard was old. I don't know what year it was, but it was big. And it was in his garage. And Bill, yeah. Bill, he, he didn't, he, I remember the glass was cracked, you know, a lot of the panes of glass. And so he, he was proud of the fact that he ordered the, found the glass. Now, bear in mind, this isn't point and click and two days from Amazon stuff. This is you're in a catalog looking at old car glass stuff. Right. So he, um, proud of the fact that he found the glass. So he got the glass and then he put it inside the car and that's where it stayed for years. <laughs> Nothing didn't do anything. So his mom's com always complaining because she's, well, at least I got a place to put my laundry because she just put it on the hood. He was, you know, <laughs> but he had it garage and finally he sold that, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you remember, Bill had a, uh, he had a blue Toyota pickup in 1980. We both bought new trucks in 86. That's how I can remember what year his was. And, but he, dude, he put two, at least 200,000 miles on that thing, you know? Wow. And it was rusty. He had taken it. I think he drove it back and forth to Chicago, you know, cause he was, uh, that's where he ended up um, getting his PhD. His great. And I went to his graduation there. But uh, he bought that thing new, and by God, he was going to get his money's worth. He was cheap. Bill was kind of cheap. I mean, he would get stuff. I remember when I got my um, when I got my Mac, he was mortified at the amount of money I spent on it. You know, you can get that used, you know. And I'm going, I'm not going to buy you. I don't want to buy a used computer. Yeah. You know, which I still don't use, by the way. So um, <laughs> That's he, the Mac Mini? Yeah, I still got the Mac. It's loaded, too. I'm going to, I think I'm going to put it in the game room and use it for editing or something. Much to Debbie's chagrin, I'm sure. I got computers everywhere. <laughs> so he bought the thing new, but, you know, somebody backed into him one time and uh, put a little dent. I mean, it was significant, but not huge, you know. And then by, back by the tailgate, you know, by, above the taillight or below yeah. it or something. And he w basically stood on that body shop guy's desk and told him, you will not use Bondo. You will pound that out. And you will put lead in it. You will not put Bondo on my truck. And he was so proud of the story of how he made them put lead in that. <laughs> put lead in the Bondo instead of Bondo on his truck. So he was a Marine. He was in the Marines. I don't know if you knew that. He was a Marine Reserve. You know, he didn't. He was, I asked him. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, that are you one of those guys that you were once a Marine and like you're going to be a Marine till you till you die? It's one of those things. You're always a Marine. He says, I don't I don't know. It's because he was in the reserves. He wasn't a regular. You know, he was on active duty, but he was on active duty at um, up at one of the other um, facilities. He didn't do. Uh, he was like me. I had to go 
places every once in a while, but in country, this country, you know, he never dogged me for just being in the national guard. You know, he could have, I was a Marine and you were in the army and it doesn't count. (laughs) Right. He never did that. He's like, ah, I was just in something he did. He was in Dugway. So, you know, that thing that you always get the notices for if you've had, if you were ever in Dugway, I think it was Dugway. You can get, he got, actually got covered under, he was there during those times. Um, on active, Lejeune? No, oh, that's it, the one I keep saying. No, Lejeune, he was also in Lejeune. Dugway is where he all, he was in those two places. Oh. Lejeune was also in Lejeune. Yeah, that's the other one. This is the one, but he got medical coverage for being at Lejeune during this time frame. Yeah, I, I see commercials all the time on the History Channel saying, were you in Camp Lejeune? Oh, online, I don't know. everything. Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, so he did a lot of stuff. He was in, um, he worked on the radar for missile launches and things. It's an interesting job. He was, he was pretty smart. Just ask him. Bill was an elitist. He was an accomplished elitist, Bill. You know, he had a PhD in, I think, virology. He was an assistant professor at the University of Florida. The Gators. The Gators. So... Yeah, you know, he loved to shoot handguns. Um, I mean, some of the, a lot of these things, I think people will be surprised. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he took a few training classes out of state. Um, yeah, he invited me to some, but I really didn't want to go to Montana and do pistol shooting for three days. You know, what I mean, it just didn't seem it didn't seem like. And I was horrible, you know, when I was in the army. I was great at rifles, mm-hmm. but horrible at pistol shooting every time i would go shoot the pistol and to qualify it's like they were mortified at the lack of <laughs> accuracy that i had ex- exhibited <laughs> i go i don't know i just get i don't know you need to wear your glasses um so uh he frequently shot at the local his local range um and he had a CCW, his concealed weapons permit. Some people might be surprised at that, too. And he would carry a gun. <laughs> he just carried a gun around? I believe he carried a gun with him around. You know? Oh, that's crazy. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming so. He had the CCW, so maybe he just, may, I don't know, maybe he got it just to carry. I don't know, because you can carry a gun to the range. You don't need a CCW. But he, yeah. he thought that was important to have. He always tried to get me to get it, and I thought, Probably not the best idea for me to be carrying a gun around with me all the time, you know. Yeah, I it's, always felt the same. It's you know, temper. Well, yeah, if, I don't really have that much of a temper, but it could get to the point where you know, and he just it never. It's just gonna. Get it's better. like you know what you just shoot. The <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a situation here right when I moved up to the Sacramento area where there was a road rage incident over by um, in Rancho Cordova. Uh-huh. And a guy, he shot. They pulled over. They were having words, and the guy shot, killed the guy right there. And of course, they sent him to jail. And then he got out on bail for whatever reason. He got on bail. The guy that shot the killed the other guy. He went to the same off ramp and shot himself. He felt so bad about the whole thing. It was a horrible yeah. story. And I was that story kind of stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, you know, really don't yeah. want anything like that to happen. You know, it's just a not a good idea 
During Trump's presidency, he was a huge supporter. <laughs> that surprised me. Yeah, he was huge. And he would make the mistake of badgering my wife, Debbie, about it during a visit. <laughs> because, you know, it's a very polarizing, these, um, you know, the, the, um, the topic. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. polar. I stay out of it. Um, I just don't, it's very, everybody has a, it's hugely polarizing and I just, it doesn't, doesn't pay off. I mean, we can go on and on about who's the one that gets the most aggravated about their position, but it just, it's a, it's a bad thing. And Bill had a habit of not letting things go, even after a warning, which only made things worse. <laughs> Cause if you tell Bill, you know, that he, you know, that bugs me or something. Oh, it's on after that. He, you know, so then he, after Debbie, you know, he would just keep telling Debbie about all the good things that Trump was doing. <laughs> you know, there's the wall, there's this, there's that, you know, he's doing awesome. And he wouldn't, I said, dude, just stop. <laughs> she doesn't care about the wall. She doesn't care. You know, she cares about all the bad things. And it's like, uh, you know, finally she she just ran out into the backyard. She's so mad. <laughs> I go, so how'd that work out for you, buddy? <laughs> he admittedly said he would not be a very good liberal. <laughs> I go, yeah, I do have to agree. He married and had a son. He only had one. We only had one child. They named him from a character from a book, and I remember. Um. My ex and I talking about that because um, his wife kept her maiden name. That was a topic of discussion for um, last week when we were in Florida about um, women that get married and just keep their name. You know, it's a, not a thing now, really. I mean, it's it is a thing and it isn't a thing. You know. Yeah. And um, my ex is a very traditional. You know, you take the man's name, you give your kids. His name also. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just kind of interesting. We always thought, what's going to happen when they pick him up from school? Of course, nothing ever happened, I'm sure. Just, you just tell them. <laughs> We're all the same camp family. <laughs> but it was I remember it was a huge topic of discussion about the name. You know, I'm pretty sure it was never a problem. Bill was in both my first and second weddings. <laughs> Nice. How could I leave him out, right? We were also in our friend Steve's um, first wedding also. Um, we drank lots of Stoli the night before that one. Over in, um, remember Sean Bigham? I know you remember him. So we were at Sean's house and we were drinking Stoli. I remember we discovering that if we put Stoli in the freezer, it won't freeze. But it becomes, it becomes really cold and drinkable. Nicely drinkable. We were drinking. Yeah. I know we were drinking shots. We weren't. Oh. <laughs> we were drinking. <laughs> we were drinking shots of Stoli. And I remember. Yeah. So I, well, I've got pictures of Bill the next morning because we went to breakfast over to Doug's place, the restaurant. I, I remember, remember that place. Yeah, the omelet place. But he was holding his head in his hands. He was so, so hungover. It was horrible. I woke up that morning because I walked from Sean's house. And I walked across, or his apartment, because mine was across the way. And I felt the 
sunlight bathing across me when I woke up. I was tangled in lounge chair furniture from the pool. I had stepped, you know, how it's got those skinny nylon things that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had stepped, I apparently, for some unknown <laughs> you, reason. You woke up stuck in the pool. Yeah, I was tangled, ta- passed out and tangled in all the yard furniture. And I couldn't. And I, and I, it took me the longest time to find out how to get out of this furniture, you know? So I finally found my way out, you know? And of course, my wife, she figured I just passed out over there. Yeah, I could figure you guys just could. I go, no, I tried to get home, (laughs) I just didn't make it. So, yeah. And, uh, we constant. We would get in trouble because we would do stupid things at one of the weddings. We had the bride's uh, might have been her great grandmother. You probably heard this story before, where we, you know, um, she was walking up and she was really elderly. She's kind of bent over and she had a cane and she was walking by. And someone said, "And you thought Yoda was dead?" And we turn around and the camera's right there in her face. They were videotaping it. <laughs> so we watched it later, and uh, luckily they cut it out. <laughs> it, uh, nothing was ever said about that again, thankfully. Of course, we li- we thought it was hysterical, but, you know, of course it was classless. <laughs> what you do when you're young. Yeah. You know. Bill bought over 100 UFO, UAP, and alien abduction books. He used to go to the library. There was a library they had. They would have a library sale. And they would, um, you get, for a dollar or less, you get these books. Well, They would have sections of UFO books. I mean, he had to keep track of what he had already, so he would double up on the UFO books that he would buy. So, um, he would do research for the podcast. He was really good because he was retired. He got a chance to do a lot of reading, you know, since I'm working, I really don't have, I didn't have a great deal of time. We did a lot of stuff with links to, um, articles and things. And we like to do things that were, um, we, there were topical and new because, you know, you get guys that Jeremy Corbell, I don't know if you know Jeremy Corbell and, um, He's got the other guy that does uh, George Knapp, who's got, you know, they just, they've got a new podcast and they just resurrect the bo- the old stories like Bob Lazar that they've told a hundred times. It's like they don't have any, they've done it, they're doing a new podcast to dredge up because they're popular and they'll mon- right. they'll monetize. You know, this isn't a, mon- we're not monetizing, this is a hobby. So it's like, I still try to keep it topical and new, yeah. but um, they just talk about the same things, but you know, we would talk about that. And I said, it's just not worth watching because it's the same stuff they've talked about and only they're doing it for money. So they're just <laughs> something to talk about. And, uh, you know, so we tried to try not to do that when we were growing up, the, he liked Sp- his favorite Star Trek character was Spock and mine was Kirk. And it was kind of interesting that when we grew up that he became, you know, I wouldn't say a nerd because he's pretty well-rounded, 
but yeah. you know he was as, as more of a scholar like Spock would be, and I became a leader. You know, most of the things I've done, I've led people, and I like to make you know, and I and it's funny because I I don't much do it much anymore, but I'll you know take chances and risks you know so that I can be successful. Um, and it's kind of funny because that's like Kirk did. So we was kind of like we we watched Star Trek. We kind of grew up to be who our favorite characters were more or less, you know? Yeah. We did APP for two years. I know you know that. We did for two years. He didn't want to come on camera in the beginning because he thought it would ruin his reputation. And I said, that's fine. You know, I'll put me on camera and you can do audio only. Well, he, of course, Bill's Eagle would never allow that. Bill had to, Bill wanted to be on. <laughs> he goes, if I'm going to be on, I'm going to be on. I go, okay, you don't have to though. Remember, yeah. this isn't for money. It's, you know, it's whatever you want to do. We're doing it for fun. He wanted to, we had a plan to get an RV and uh, make an Alien Pro podcast magnetic banner and put it on a couple of magnetic banners to slap on the side of it because uh, Deb's aunt and uncle have a couple of RVs. So we we're going to borrow one. We were going to go to White Sands, Roswell, um, Area 51, Skinwalker Ranch, and just kind of not go in because we can't go in, but just go right. there. And, you know, you stop it in the area and just chat to people about the podcast and um, what we're doing. And um, not really drum, we're not really going to think we were going to drum up much business, but just people, we were going to interview and record and put it, use it for the show. Yeah. Unfortunately, we never. I'll probably made still do that. It's gonna be hard for me to uh, do it now, but I think we might be able to get it done. Um, Bill loved Travis Taylor. Do you know who he is? He's a yeah. Travis Taylor, and Bill used to do. He uh, he's the scientist on the secret. He's a scientist. Moreover, I don't want to say he's a scientist on the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which he is, but mostly. Moreover, he's a he's a respected scientist and he is pretty good. And our followers would comment on Bill's impression of Travis Taylor because he would do that. Travis every time you talk to Travis Taylor, he'd use the Travis Taylor. That Travis Taylor. I know who you're talking about. He'd like, I'm Travis Taylor. And there's something over my bed when I went to sleep. And that's what he'd get yeah. all excited. And Bill actually and he Bill wrote a two thousand word essay on the defense of Travis Taylor. And uh, Travis would get, he would get blasted for his involvement on the, um, for his involvement as a scientist on the Skinwalker Ranch show, you know, because it's, we don't believe, we didn't believe that it's a thing. It was a hoax. We believe it's a hoax. We believed it was a hoax. We still believe, I still believe it's a hoax and I'll continue watching it and continue to degrade it when I watch it on whatever episode I happen to be in. After they do an episode, I'll watch it. I make Debbie watch it, you know, and there's some of the, what was good with Bill is he could, he, you know, debunk some of the scientific methods they did and said that they weren't thorough, you know, in their, uh, you know, they weren't thorough in their um, scientific, you know, exploits <laughs> that they're doing. You know? Yeah. So um, our friend Steve made all the arrangements. For, and I think we've talked a little bit about this. We talked for me and Deb and he and his lovely wife, Debbie, and my ex-wife, uh, 
joined us as well, which was kind of, you know, um, oh. yeah, it was kind of hard. So we went there and we stayed, you know, um, Steve got a B and B house and, you know, Steve arranged for all the, you know, he, you know, it, he arranged for things and it was, it was nice. But it was hard, you know. I went there and I saw his la, you know, his, you know, his side of the podcast. You know, I just couldn't get myself to sit in there. But it's, you know, it's. Uh, I didn't want to touch anything. You know, it was weird. I just like, it was just so sad, so unexpected. You know, I know for people who, you know, I don't want to go on and on about it, but it's it was so sad and unexpected. And uh, that's the one thing that everybody kind of just says, "Whoa, that's." I don't believe that. I've got a a guy that came on locally that saw a UFO locally, and uh, he, yeah, I contacted him because I wanted him to come back on, and you know, he's was he says that's unbelievable. He goes, he was just starting to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, he was loosening it up. It only took two hundred episodes, <laughs> but he always thought he did great. You well, you know. Always, you always did great, but we'll, we'll, the show will go on as they say, you know, I don't know if you, what you remember of him or, and I appreciate you, you know, coming on, but I didn't think it would be right, you know, to go on with the show without, you know, kind of wrapping up that portion of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I know it must be, I know the past few weeks have been really rough on you for a myriad of ways. Um, you know, I know that, uh, he was your best friend and he was around as far back as I can remember. It was really weird, you know, getting that call from you. And I, I've been thinking about it a lot, just that mortality. Like we always kind of go through when someone close to us passes and yeah, it sucks. It's been the, it's the worst since my dad died. It's bizarre. You know what I mean? My stepmom has passed away, but she... She had dementia and she was going through that for the longest time. So when it finally happened, it wasn't as, it was bad, but it wasn't, I think it's because it was unexpected and he really was the last one we thought was going to have a problem. Yeah. You know, and you recording these with them week in and week out and then just all of a sudden he's gone. It's, I mean, that is uh, a blessing though, because you have so many episodes of you to go back yeah. and relive your friendship and how you guys interacted it's it's pretty cool well the with my you know the thing the one of the reasons i started this um because i remember you orchestrated this whole thing and got it set up for me and thank you again but is that i can't remember what my dad's voice sounded like you know it's weird so i thought you know something for the kids because this will stay around in some form yeah. For a while, even after I'm gone. So I want the kids, you guys, to be able to, you know, I don't want you to forget at least what I sound like, even though I'm dorky. <laughs> and I do this. Nobody has given me a hard time. You know, I expected when I started this that a lot of people would give me a, a hard time about it. There's people, they don't really say anything. The people that just don't say anything, I know inside are going, oh, that's kind of weird. But, yeah. <laughs> but, most people are like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, you're able to do this and be able to um, bring the the whatever local latest facts are, you know, especially 
I'm going to go to MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, I think. And uh, we have a local chapter up in Rockland. And I'll probably invite anybody who wants to come. And, and I'll probably go to a meeting. Go to a meeting. And yeah. <laughs> that's my meeting. And, uh, you know, see if anybody wants to come on, invite them down, or go on on Discord or whatever they feel comfortable doing, If they want, whatever they want to talk about. I've got people at work um, just want to talk about the subject. It's interesting because um, I've got two people at work that um, – Corey, who works with me, and I've got Elder, who he works on the uh, construction side, and Elder's from Guatemala, and he wants to come on. So those guys are coming on in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be talking about. Um, Corey is good about. Um, Corey is good about dredging up um, odd stories about things that are happening. Like I said, I like to keep it topical, or at least um, things that are happening as of late. You know, to yeah. keep it rolling. So it's really good to have some people out there to help out in the hobby and that are interested in it, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. appreciate you joining in. You know, sure. this would, Thanks for having me. Glad I didn't have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I made it all the way through. It, it has yeah. been a, it has been a bad couple of weeks. I don't, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the latest episode however really kind of depressing but yet it was a celebration of life because bill was badass a lot of things that bill did that uh i don't think people knew yeah we welcome thanks for listening to this episode of the alien probe podcast we welcome questions comments or requests to alien probe podcast at gmail.com visit us on facebook at alien probe podcast check out our website alienprobe.net it has all of our episodes we're on patreon Check out our Patreon site. It has the episodes that have fallen off. You can hear us sounding like we're talking inside a can in the beginning. Those are always fun. Twitter at Alien Probe Pod along with Instagram. YouTube, like and subscribe, Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks again to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Rest in peace, Dr. Bill. It's been a good ride. R.I.P. Dr. Bill. <laughs>